What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Wednesday, November 8th. I am so excited for today's show. I know I say that all the time. We have a huge show today. It's jam-packed. I always try to put my most interesting kind of segments and break them out, put them on YouTube. Today, I feel like every segment could be one of those YouTube breakouts. It's so full of good content. Here's where we're going to start today with Aaron Rodgers. Then we will move into Jerry Jones trying to get Roger Goodell fired. Why is he doing that? What's his motivation? And is it going to work? Uh, Lonzo Ball's younger brother, LiAngelo Ball, was also arrested. And at the end of the second segment, or at the beginning of segment two, I will do NFL Buy or Sell, my favorite segment of this entire show. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, also on YouTube, and tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. I love this show. It's my passion project. It's my favorite thing I do. If you enjoy Strong Opinion Sports, tell your friends. I've been really lucky in my life. I, I've had a ton of support from my friends, from my family, from the people around me. I am, I'm very lucky, and I'm well aware of it. Uh, my best friend Nathan's family, when I, when I dropped out of college, I moved out of my parents' house. And my best friend Nathan's family took me in. They get, let me live in their basement. You can live rent-free. They really helped me out. They took care of me. Uh, they, they gave me food. They gave me Christmas presents. They're awesome. You know, my parents have been really supportive. My, my parents moved from Portland, Oregon, into Vancouver, Washington, so I could play football. My dad drove me all over the state of Oregon, even into California, to go to football camps. The point is, I've had a ton of support in my life. And without all the support I've had in my life, I don't know where I would be. I've made it to college. I've, I'm very happy with my place in life. I think I'm doing really cool things. And without college, or without the support I've had, I don't know where I would be. Many people smarter than me, and many people more talented than me, will not go to college, uh, will not do be as successful as I think I might do I might be because they've had no support. You can do it without support. But the point is with support in your life, it is much easier to be successful. It's easier to go farther with more support. That is why Aaron Rodgers needs to leave the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers needs to leave the Green Bay Packers. The roster is awful. The roster is so bad. You know, without Aaron Rodgers, I said that the roster is so bad, they will struggle to win five games. We saw on Monday Night Football, it's pretty clear, that roster is really bad. It's not the coach's fault, and it's not just the bad quarterback, it's everything. The whole franchise needs a reboot. They need a jump start. There's not, there's not much talent in Green Bay. And I don't know how you fix that problem, because quite frankly, Green Bay, Wisconsin is not a big franchise, a free agent destination. There's not a big nightlife. There's no big city. I mean, if you had the choice to live in Los Angeles or Green Bay... 95% of you guys would say you'd rather live in Los Angeles. There's more con- there's concerts, there's cool stuff, there's better bars, better food. And no knock on Green Bay, but I live in Pullman, Washington. There's nothing here. I like it. I'm happy. I have everything I could possibly want. But I, I miss having a Target, right? I miss that Walmart. I'm, I'm sad that Walmart is the best place to buy shoes where I live. It's not, it's not fun. And we've talked, you know, I've said for a long time that the Packers struggled to get free agents. And this offseason, the big free agent signing was... Martellus Bennett. And everyone was so excited. Woo! We got Martellus Bennett. Well, today, the Packers just cut Martellus Bennett. Their big free agent signing in the offseason, he's gone. So what else do you have? You have not much. I'm not impressed with the Green Bay Packers' ability to attract free agents. No, Aaron Rodgers needs to leave. He needs to go, go somewhere with a good roster and good talent around him. Aaron Rodgers is quite possibly the best quarterback ever to play this game. I know Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's, you know, he's won the most Super Bowls and he's most accomplished. But I'll be quite frank, I'm, and I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. I love Tom Brady. 
if I had one drive to win the game, and assuming I'm not in the Patriots offense with the Patriots coaches and that system, even with that system, I still might choose Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers throws the ball like no other. He's got poise. He's got confidence. He's, he's quite frankly, the most gifted quarterback ever. And he's put it all together. He's not just, Cam Newton's gifted. Aaron Rodgers puts it together. He can throw the ball and do incredible things with the football. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And it will be a massive shame. It will be a huge shame if Aaron Rodgers never gets the support he needs. What happened the one time Aaron Rodgers had a good defense? Oh yeah, he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. If you give Aaron Rodgers just the slightest bit of support, look what he can do. He beat the Cowboys last year by himself. Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable. Remember last year when the, the Packers were a joke? They were, they were a mess. Their season was over. And they went on to win eight games in a row and make the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers said, it's happening. I'm going to make it happen. And he did. He put the Packers on his back and he made it happen. Just imagine for once if Aaron Rodgers had a little bit of support. If Aaron Rodgers had someone else to throw to, not Jordy Nelson who gets injured all the time. Or if he had a defense that could stop anyone. Or a decent running game. He, the Packers have a wide receiver at running back. At least they did last year. The Packers are atrocious. He's got an okay coach. Mike McCarthy's not a bad coach at all. So the coach is fine, but get Aaron Rodgers some support. I think Aaron Rodgers should leave. We've seen, what, remember when Peyton Manning went on his, little, his tour? He's like, oh, let's look at this team. And he, he heard the spiel from every team in the NFL and said, I'm going to pick the Broncos. I know that that's going to be difficult for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will have to deal with the franchise tag because I know the Packers are going to say, look, we cannot under any circumstance lose Aaron Rodgers. I know that. But Aaron Rodgers can speak up and say, I'm unhappy. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I have leverage. I want out of here. Because most people can't get away with that. Most people in the world cannot say, I want this and I'm going to get this or else. But you know who can? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise can say, you want me in your movie? You got to give me what I want. Give me my... Tom Cruise, I think, has like eight trailers every time he works on a movie. He has the full treatment because he's Tom Cruise he gets what he wants. Why doesn't Aaron Rodgers use his leverage? He is the greatest quarterback ever to play this game as far as talent. Not accomplishments. That's Tom Brady. But sheer talent and ability, Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable. He's unmatched. He's unrivaled. Aaron Rodgers needs to use that. Say, look, I know you're going to franchise tag me, but I'm unhappy. So trade my rights. Do something. I don't know. But I want out of Green Bay because until he gets out of he can win games in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is so good, he might even be able to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay, Wisconsin, with no help and no talent around him. But that's a damn shame. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't get help, if he doesn't get people around him, and he retires without another Super Bowl because he never had good receivers to throw to or a good defense to back him up, that would be a shame. Because Aaron Rodgers is just a special quarterback doing special things, and he needs some support. Aaron Rodgers should leave Green Bay. Find a way to make it happen and get your butt out of Green Bay. Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, really does not like Roger Goodell. It's kind of comical, actually, how many little... I mean, there's that the Papa John's conspiracy theory that he is trying to oust Roger Goodell. There's all these things, but finally he's confirmed it. In fact, Jerry Jones has threatened to sue the NFL if... His contract, if Roger Goodell's contract is extended. So if the extension, if the approval to extend Roger Goodell's contract is approved, 
Jerry Jones has told NFL owners he will sue the NFL. And he's even told other NFL owners that he hired David, I'm going to screw up this name, it's B-O-I-E-S, Boys, uh, who is involved with the Harvey Weinstein lawsuit. He's, he's involved, he's a, he's a lawyer, he's a really good lawyer from what I hear, and he's involved with Harvey Weinstein. Jerry Jones will hire him in the case against the NFL because Jerry Jones does not want Roger Goodell as the NFL commissioner anymore. So why? Why doesn't Jerry Jones want to work with Roger Goodell? Why do so many people hate Roger Goodell? Well, the reason why Jerry Jones doesn't like Roger Goodell is pretty obvious. He doesn't feel like he got, he gave Ezekiel Elliott a fair chance. And I'm sure there's other things stacking up, but the big boiling point, the straw that broke the camel's back was Jerry Jones suspending Ezekiel Elliott, for, or was Roger Goodell suspending Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys running back, for six games. It's approval. I don't know if he's ever going to actually get suspended. Did that happen? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I'm not paying close enough attention, but... That is the big issue, the big rift between Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner. And many other people hate Roger Goodell. It's not a, it's not a little-known fact. At the NFL draft, I, it was ridiculous. Roger Goodell walked out of the NFL draft and got booed. Boo! Get out! I mean, it was, it was crazy. I've never seen—I didn't expect that. Because Roger Goodell, in my opinion, has done such a good job. I know he's done controversial things. The Patriots and Deflate Gate really piss people off. People have been angry about the fines and suspensions. And I've always said that all Roger Goodell needs to do is simply remove himself from the, the process of punishing players. Roger Goodell, worry about money. Be the CEO. Hire someone, a PR guy, a marketing guy, someone who understands how to serve the people better. Someone to take all the heat when you have to suspend a player. Because that's the issue, really. People are angry at Roger Goodell every time he suspends a player or makes a decision involving that. It's always punishment. That is Roger Goodell's biggest issue. But, but in my opinion, Roger Goodell is doing a great job. Roger Goodell is killing it. Profits are the highest they've ever been for the NFL. I think the NFL honestly is peaking. I think the NFL is in the best position financially it will ever be. I don't know where you grow from here because your American market's almost maxed out. And you're trying to reach into the European market, which is working. I mean, you're seeing people in Europe paying attention, following, buying NFL jerseys. Clearly, they care over there in Europe about NFL football. And right now, there are, team, there are two teams in Las Vegas, or there are two teams in Los Angeles. There's a team going to Vegas. The NFL is on a rise, and I think it's getting close to peaking. And that's in spite of all the serious problems the NFL has. Because there's a word called concussion. That's a big problem for the NFL. I'm, I'm, a, I'm 20 years old and I hear about all these people. I know that probably surprises you. A lot of the people I'm friends with and know are like, I'm not going to let my kids play football. It's my generation has a very popular belief that football is dangerous. And the truth is, yeah, it is a serious problem. There is no safe way to play football. I don't know where football is going to be in 50 years. I hope it's around. It's my favorite sport. I love it. The truth is there isn't a, a, a safe way, but you get paid a lot of money. I think there, it's worth the money. It, it really has changed people's lives. Look at Peyton Manning. What would Peyton Manning be without football? I'm sure he'd be fine, but Peyton Manning's a rock star because of his ability on the football field and the way he's marketed himself and built a brand. So maybe soccer will take over the world in 50 years. I don't know. I certainly hope not because I'd like to still be talking about football when I'm what's 20 plus 70, 20 plus 50, 70 years old. When I'm 70, I'd love to still be broadcasting and I'd love to talk about football. Whoever's around in 50 years, I want to talk about it and I want it to be football. 
But with all these PR issues, with the whole narrative that football is dangerous and people deciding I'm not going to let my kids play football and the narratives that there are bad guys that play football because there's domestic violence, there's issues with drugs. We have all these public relations issues in the NFL. Because of those, you need to err on the side of caution. And that is what Roger Goodell does. I live in Pullman, Washington, a tiny college town. A town with, I don't know how many people, but there's one Walmart. There's like a Safeway. That's it. It, It's tiny and dinky and small. It's a safe place. It's probably the safest place I've ever lived in my life. But growing up in Portland, my car got broken into all the time. And then in Vancouver, my car, a nicer area actually, my car got broken into five times in my own neighborhood. So I was like, "Eh, I don't trust anyone actually. I got a, a thing called the club. It's a steering wheel lock. So even if you break into my car, you cannot steal my car. I dare you to try. Actually, please don't do that. And there's no need to have a steering wheel lock in in Pullman, Washington. But guess what? Why not? I have it. I own it. I'm going to use it. I err on the side of caution. I double check. I always lock my doors. I know that I know people that leave their keys in their cars in Pullman. That is just stupid. But I'm the other extreme where I err on the side of caution. That is what Roger Goodell has done. I know you don't need to suspend Ezekiel Elliott for six games. But it sends a message, hey, the NFL doesn't like domestic violence. We care about it. And we don't want that message going out that we tolerate and accept that. A six-game suspension, even though it makes people angry, I think is the right move. Because, again, it sends the message. You have to err on the side of caution if you are Roger Goodell. He's done just that. Look, money's really good for the NFL. And if Roger Goodell simply hires one guy to take all the flack when you suspend players, it's his decision, not mine. Roger Goodell's sitting pretty. Because, really... Finances are great, suspensions are controversial, and you have this inherent problem of concussions that I don't think you can get past. You just kind of have to sweep it under the rug and continue to ignore it. People will quit football, it's fine. Uh, I I don't like it. I I think concussions are bad. My kids will play football if they want. I'm not going to force them to. I know that I learned a ton of life lessons in football. Football taught me more about life than almost anything else. Taught me about hard work, about teamwork, how to work with people, how to listen to authority. Uh, That's something I still... I learned a lot about it, basically. And I would, if I could go back, I would do things differently. But I needed to learn those lessons now. I learned about bad bosses from coaches. Football has value. And Roger Goodell is doing a great job as the NFL commissioner. So I side with Roger Goodell. I support Roger Goodell. I think Jerry Jones is kind of out of line. I know he's, he technically is Roger Goodell's boss. But Roger Goodell is doing a great job. And I challenge you, uh, Jerry Jones, find someone better than Roger Goodell. Find someone who knows how to deal with the issue of concussions as well as Roger Goodell has done and is still building the finances of the NFL's still rising. It's on, it's on an upward trend and it's going to peak soon. I really believe it. But man, the NFL is killing it right now. So Jerry Jones, if you can find someone better than Roger Goodell, I dare you to try because Roger Goodell is doing a great job. I'm going to take a short break. When I return, uh, immediately next will be NFL buy or sell. Then later, I believe receivers are the, mo- are the least important. If you have to pick any position in football, receivers are the least important position in football. And then it, even farther down the road, Lonzo Ball's younger brother was arrested. What's the, out, uh, the impact of that? Whose fault is it? Who should we blame? Is it okay? Is it even real? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. It's my favorite thing I do. I don't want to just spam people's uh, direct messages on Twitter and on, 
on Instagram. I want it to grow naturally. I'm trying to do that, but I need your help. So tell your friends, if you're listening to Strong Opinion Sports and you like my show, which you probably do if you're listening, because I don't know why else you would listen to this. Tell your friends about the show. Hey, I like Strong Opinion Sports. It's this guy, Zach Schaumler. He's kind of a goofball, but he's a good broadcaster. Check it out. I'll be right back. Let's do it. This is my favorite segment of this show. This is NFL Buy or Sell. I'm a nerd about stocks. So I like to talk about NFL teams as if they were stocks. I buy an NFL team. I sell an NFL team. I'm high on teams. I'm low on teams. This is NFL Buy or Sell. Everyone after the Seahawks and Texans game put the Seahawks as the number one team in the NFL. They put them atop their rankings. I think everyone was crazy. The Eagles are clearly the best team in the NFL. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're balanced. They have a great quarterback. I buy the Eagles. I'm all in on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm also buying the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are going to get a wild card spot. They beat the Chiefs last week. They're legitimate up front. They have a great offensive line, a great defensive line, and they're very stable at quarterback. They have a good quarterback. Not a great quarterback, not a top-tier quarterback. But Dak Prescott can win you a Super Bowl, especially with that roster. I'm buying the Cowboys. I'm selling the Redskins. Look, it's very sad. The Redskins are the... I think the Redskins might be the best team to not ever make the playoffs. They're, they have a great coach, a great quarterback, but the truth is the NFC is simply too good. Their division's the best division in football. They have the Eagles, the Cowboys. The Redskins are not going to make the playoffs. They're so close, but it's sad. They will be the best team in history to not make the playoffs. I'm selling the Redskins. I'm buying the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks just lost to the Redskins. I'm not worried about it in the slightest. They're making small fixable mistakes I know Blair Walsh missed three field goals last week I know that's that is not the end of the world that's not going to happen again the Seahawks lost a fluky game to the Redskins the Seahawks will be okay I'm also selling the I'm selling the Panthers what can I say all of the problems the Panthers are having revolve and stem from Cam Newton Cam Newton is immature he's inconsistent you cannot win with Cam Newton and the, the Panthers are going to miss the playoffs the Falcons are off I'm selling the Panthers the Falcons seem to not be able to recover from losing the Super Bowl last year. And the Falcons will not make the playoffs. However, I'm buying the Saints. The Saints are like the surprise of the NFL. They're 6-2. They're on a six-game winning streak. They will win the NFC South. And they're absolutely annihilating. It's fantastic. They have a great offense. They have a great coach. They have Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees. And they have a good defense this year. The, the one missing piece the Saints have always had was a good defense. Now, I'm worried about them down the stretch because their defense is so built on rookies. If the rookies can hold up, the Saints are absolutely contender for the Super Bowl. I, you know, the AFC playoff picture is very interesting. I'm selling the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you know, big players deliver in big time moments. And on Sunday against the Cowboys, the Chiefs played in a big time moment and Alex Smith could not deliver. I love Alex Smith. I don't trust him though. Even with the number one roster in the NFL, I do not buy the Chiefs. I'm selling the Chiefs. I'm buying the Patriots. The AFC is actually a really weak division. The NFC has all the good teams. AFC, not so much. It's a team where the wildcard spots are awful. So the Patriots, because of how weak the AFC is, the Patriots will make the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl, but the Patriots will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And I'm selling the Steelers for that same reason. The Patriots are going to make it. The Patriots have the Steelers number. The Steelers can't make it done. The Steelers will make the playoffs, and then they will hit a wall called Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and New England. They have all kinds of turmoil in their locker room. I don't believe in the Steelers. The Jacksonville Jaguars also will not make the playoffs. I'm selling the Jaguars. 
I love their owner. He's my favorite owner in the NFL. And they have a great defense, but they don't have a quarterback. And you need a quarterback to win in the NFL. It's very simple. The NFL has one rule. If you have a quarterback, you can win. If you don't, sorry, you can't. Blake Bortles is not good enough. I'm buying the Vikings. The Vikings will win the NFC North. They have a great defense, a good coach, and they're getting their old quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, back from an injury. I'm very excited to see what the Vikings do. I'm buying the Vikings. I'm selling the Lions. The Lions have not won the NFC North since 1993. And the NFC is the most competitive division in football. The Lions will not make the playoffs. I do not trust Matt Stafford to make it happen. He hasn't done it before in his career, and I don't think he's going to do it this year. And finally, I'm selling Jameis Winston. I don't normally sell players, but I do it every once in a while. Jameis Winston needs to figure it out. He needs to mature. He sold... He, he, Stole crab legs in college, and I need to see better decision-making from Jameis Winston. He started a fight on the sidelines. You can't have it. The Buccaneers are awful. I'm selling Jameis Winston. That has been NFL buy or sell. Seriously, what's going on with Jameis Winston? Like, how long will it be until Jameis Winston figures it out? I'm so disappointed in Jameis Winston this year. I thought this was his year. I thought this was the year Jameis Winston's going to turn it around, be competitive, make the playoffs, and the Buccaneers just came out and laid an egg. The Buccaneers have been awful. I'm, I'm surprised. I expected more. I, lo- I loved hard knocks. Jameis Winston appears like the kind of guy I'd want to I'd want to work for and, and grow with and fight with. Because Jameis Winston's got gusto. He's got command. He's a leader, I think. But then he does really dumb things. I mean... He stole crab legs in college, and that was like, it seemed like a dumb mistake at the time. But on, on Sunday, he got in a fight on the, he started a fight on the sidelines. Like, what? That's your quarterback? You can't be doing that. I want quarterbacks that are stable and make great decisions. And I don't see that from Jameis Winston. It's like, geez, Jameis Winston needs to deliver soon. If Jameis Winston doesn't start to turn it around and build something with the Buccaneers franchise, I don't, he's not a bust. He, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but... Dude, what are you doing? He's kind of like Eli. Like Eli Manning, great quarterback, but he's so streaky and just a weird kind of anomaly. Like he's not a traditional, clearly a great quarterback. And that's how Jameis Winston is. I, I feel uneasy and weird about Jameis Winston. So I want to see more from Jameis Winston. I, I'm, I'm giving him an L this year. Jameis Winston won't make the playoffs. He's in bad shape. He hurt his shoulder. Next year, Jameis Winston's got to turn it around. He needs to deliver. Because next year, Drew Brees will be a year older. And the Panthers will be another year with Cam Newton. And Cam Newton is inconsistent and immature. And the Falcons will be good. But if the Buccaneers can't make the playoffs next year, or at least be in the hunt, what are we doing with Jameis Winston? Because he needs to make it happen. It's, he's in his third NFL season, I believe. Jameis Winston, where are you? Make it happen. So I'm out on Jameis Winston. This year, I'm giving up on him. But next year, I'm excited to see, can Jameis Winston turn it around? Because it's getting... Close to time where we need to see something from Jameis Winston. You know who else we need to see something from? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has never won the NFC North. And if he doesn't win this year, man, oh my gosh. I I don't know what to say. The Bears have a terrible quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. The the Vikings are all over the place. They're getting Teddy Bridgewater back, but I picked them to win the division because I like their team. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I'm rooting for him. I don't know that... I shouldn't root for people, but man, Teddy Bridgewater, I love the guy. He had a horrific injury. I'm rooting for him. But the truth is, Matthew Stafford should win the division. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers is hurt, so you have no Aaron Rodgers this year. 
The Vikings are down at quarterback. The 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 Bears are awful at quarterback. We need to see Matt Stafford deliver. He's on a bust. I mean, Matthew Stafford has, has been a great quarterback. He's got great numbers. He really re-energized Detroit. They're not awful now. They're good. They're competitive. And he gave the Detroit Lions stability. So we're not calling Matt Stafford a bust. In fact, I think he's his numbers are comparable to a guy who's got Hall of Fame numbers. He's got a ton of fourth quarter comebacks, a ton of, I think, 5,000-yard passing seasons. Matthew Stafford's a number numerically a great quarterback. His statistics are awesome. But I want to see wins. Great players deliver in big-time moments. And this whole season is a big-time moment for Matt Stafford. If he doesn't win the division this year, eh, how are we going to remember Matt Stafford in a couple years? This is a legacy year. My coach would always say this to us in high school. He'd say, guys, how do you want to be remembered when we look back on this game? And we would fire us up. And we'd go out and we'd kick butt. My team was really good. It was really fun. This is one of those years for Matt Stafford. Look, if you can't make it happen this year with no Aaron Rodgers, the Vikings are a mess at quarterback. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's coming, but we'll see. I don't know he's any good. The Bears are a mess. If you can't make it happen this year, what are we doing with Matt Stafford? What's his legacy going to... What legacy will he have after this season if he cannot win the division? I don't think it's great. I really think it's not good. So Matt Stafford, he's got to win the division this year. He's not proven it so far. This is a big moment for Matthew Stafford. I mean, Matthew Stafford had Calvin Johnson at one point, and he couldn't win games. What? What does that say about receivers, actually? Receivers, you know, Calvin Johnson's maybe the most talented receiver ever to play this game. At least he's the most talented receiver of his generation. Calvin Johnson's fantastic. Yet Calvin Johnson never won anything. What does that say about receivers? Receivers are the least important group of players in football. If you're going to spend a lot of money, do not spend a lot of money on receivers. I promise. Not a good idea. And I'm not talking, I don't mean to, you shouldn't be the Patriots. You need quality receivers. The Patriots somehow have done miraculous things, and they're an outlier. The Patriots have won a ton with bad receivers, and they're, they're the far extreme. You shouldn't try to copy the Patriots. But here's how the NFL works. You need a quarterback to win in the NFL. Without a quarterback, your receiver's useless. The NFL is all about the quarterback. Everything in the NFL, all the wins, everything, it all revolves around having a good quarterback. I'm going to rank the most important positions on an NFL team. Obviously, it starts at quarterback. You need a quarterback to win. That's the most important position in football, the quarterback. But since it's all about quarterbacks, how, you, how do you disrupt the other team's quarterback? Your quarterback's great. Now you got to mess with Tom Brady on the other side. So the defensive line is actually the second most important group in the NFL. Third is the offensive line. We, we go quarterback, defensive line, offensive line now. you got to block the defensive line somehow. Offensive line is the third most important position in football. Then we have a toss-up. Four and five, I don't care which, you, one, which order you put them in. You have linebackers and defensive backs. They're both important. You need a good defense. Look at Aaron Rodgers. The one time he had a good defense, he won a Super Bowl. Joe Fla- if Joe Flacco can win a Super Bowl because he had a great defense, that's proof you need a good defense or a comparable competitive defense to win a Super Bowl. So don't take it lightly. Defenses are important. And last, the least most important position in football, 
uh, not excluding kickers. I don't care about kickers. I'm sorry. I forgot about you guys, but whatever. Receivers. Receivers are the sixth most important thing on a football team. Quarterbacks. Defensive ends. Defensive linemen. Offensive linemen. Defensive backs. Cornerbacks. Then we have receivers. Receivers are not that important. You know, I remember I remember growing up, and uh, we had a class called Fitness and Fun, where we would play a bunch of, we would just all semester, we'd run once a week, and then we would play scrimmages and football, like flag football, the rest of the time. And it was a ton of fun. And whenever I picked a team, I never picked, because I played quarterback always, I never picked a team with amazing, amazing receivers. I mean, I did the best I could, but I didn't care. Could you catch the ball? I don't care about athleticism. If you caught the ball, you were good. Because I didn't need you to blow past guys. I didn't need receivers that could jump out of buildings. Because quarterback, a good quarterback, can elevate average receivers. I just needed guys that could catch the ball. Because I had confidence in my arm. Look, if you're open even a little bit, I can throw it and put it in the right spot so that you can catch the ball. A good quarterback elevates average to mediocre receivers. But what do a good receiver rarely elevates a great quarterback? I look at Odell Beckham Jr. this year. He's a prime example of this. What did the Giants do with Odell Beckham Jr. this year? They did absolutely nothing. They didn't even win a game when they had Odell Beckham Jr. Giants couldn't win without with him. Without him, at least they won a game. I'm not saying they're better on offense, clearly, but Odell Beckham wasn't a big enough difference maker to help the Giants win games. Because you need, you know, your quarterback, you need your offensive line. Receivers are very irrelevant. I mean, how many rings does Randy Moss have? Actually, he has zero. You would think, oh, he got one of the Patriots. No, he didn't. <laughs> the one year Randy Moss made it to the Super Bowl, they actually lost to the Giants. Chad Ochocinco has no Super Bowls. Chad Johnson, nothing. Terrell Owens, uh, no Super Bowls. Receivers are the least important position in football and the least important position, especially in the NFL. I don't know about college football. I don't know about high school. Definitely in the NFL, where the NFL is ruled by quarterbacks, Receivers are the least important position in the NFL. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'm going to take a short break. When I return, Carson Wentz is exactly what we thought Andrew Luck was going to be out of college. Andrew Luck didn't deliver, but Carson Wentz has been what we thought Andrew Luck would be. Lonzo Ball's younger brother, Leangelo Ball, was arrested. I want to talk about that. And I have a, a college football conspiracy theory I want to end the show with. It's interesting. It's funny. It's fun. I want to talk about that. Subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Tell your friends about this show. I really don't want to market it more than that. I don't want to spam people's direct messages. I don't want to send people texts, hey, check out my show. I want you to help me grow the show. Tell your friends about the show. If you like it, tell your friends. I think I make a great product. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'll be right back. My friend Jackson Sager is an outstanding broadcaster. He's one of those special, rare talents that has everything you could possibly want in a broadcaster. He's really good. He works for the Lars Larson Show. Uh, it's a national radio show. He's fantastic. He does politics, not sports, sadly. I'd love it if he did. But he's just a rare talent. He's got one of those golden voices. He does voiceovers. And oh my goodness, Jackson Sager sounds amazing. He's got interesting things to say. He's got that parted hair. He just looks like, I don't, I, don't, I wish I did, but I, I, I try to make it look like I do. Jackson Sager actually has the beautiful parted hair. He's good looking. In fact, I interviewed Jackson once. You can look it up. Look up Zach Schaumler, Jackson Sager interview. You can hear me you know, stumble all over myself as I try to uh, start the interview, and Jackson Sager just smoothly sits there, and you know, he tells the whole story. 
Uh, but Jackson Sager, Jackson has special abilities. He has uh, natural gifts that make him even better at broadcasting. But not just the natural gifts. Jackson works hard. He also has interesting things to say. I have to be clever. You know, I have an average voice. I have average looks. I'm, I'm just barely good enough uh, looking to be on camera. Uh, Jackson is special. Jackson is like Carson Wentz. You know, I aspire to be like Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm probably more Kirk Cousins. But I don't have the natural gifts that they have. Russell Wilson's a short quarterback, you know. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a weak arm. Carson Wentz has everything. Carson Wentz has the arm. He's tall. He's got gusto. He's a good leader. He's good at the end of games. Cam Newton has natural gifts. Cam Newton is tall. He's fast. A strong arm. But Cam Newton's emotionally unstable. Cam Newton cannot figure it out. Carson Wentz has figured it out. Cam Newton cannot. You know, Joe Flacco looks like Carson Wentz. He looks the part. He's big. He's tall. He's got a big arm. But for whatever reason, Joe Flacco cannot seem to get it together. Now, Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz has everything. Carson Wentz is what we thought Andrew Luck was coming out of college. We thought Andrew Luck was a special once-in-a-generation talent. Maybe he still is. I don't know. But what I know is what we thought, the rhetoric around Andrew Luck is what Carson Wentz is quickly becoming. In fact, Carson Wentz already is. Carson Wentz is the best young quarterback in the NFL. I'd take him over Andrew Luck at this point. Again, he's tall. He has presence. He's one of those guys that walks in the room and you immediately you focus on him. He just draw, he draws everyone in the room around you. If you listen to my podcast on Monday, you heard the armrest uh, conversation. Carson Wentz gets the armrest. He's poised. He's good at the end of games. He elevates the people around him. Carson Wentz is a rare, special, incredible talent who's a great leader and just one of those once-in-a-generation guy. Every once in a while, everything lines up. Every once in a while, you have a guy like Jackson. Because a lot of guys have good voices. A lot of guys are good looking. But not everybody has not only the good looks, not only the good voice, but also has amazing work ethic and interesting things to say. Jackson Sager has everything you could possibly ask for a broadcaster. He's going to do great, great special things in his career. And that is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is one of those rare, incredible talents you see once in a generation. You know, the most common kind of person is they're really tall, they're athletic, but they can't put it all together. We see a lot of guys like this, a lot of Cam Newtons, a lot of Joe Flacco's. But it's rare that the stars align and we get a person like Carson Wentz who has everything you could possibly ask for in a quarterback and more. He's the intangibles and the things you can see. He's tall, he's fast, he's got a great arm, but he's also got those leadership qualities and those rare things where, kind of like Sam Darnold or Tom Brady, they get better when the pressure turns on. That is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a special, special NFL quarterback. Okay, I, you've been waiting for this all day. I know if you're listening to the show, you've wanted me to talk about this topic the entire time. I'm going to finally do it. Lonzo Ball's younger brother, Leangelo Ball, a freshman at UCLA, has been arrested on, in China and is being held on suspicion of shoplifting from a Louis Vuitton. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not a big high society guy. Normally, I don't care what a UCLA freshman does. Normally, I don't care about a UCLA freshman basketball even, basketball player even. But because his name is Ball, we care. Being in Lonzo Ball's family has a certain type of there's a certain type of responsibility that comes with being 
a member of the Ball family. If you're part of Big Baller brand, you will have eyes on you at all times, I promise. And first, before we talk about uh, the, the family and all this stuff, let's assume, for the sake of assuming, let's assume that, for the sake of this argument right now, let's assume that it's true. Let's assume that Lon- uh, Leangelo Ball, we'll call him Jello Ball, let's assume Jello Ball did steal from a Louis Vuitton in China. If that's true, that's incredibly stupid. That is so dumb. Not only are you Lonzo Ball's younger brother, not only are you the brother and the son of the most polarizing people in the NBA, besides LeBron James and Steph Curry, but the average height in China is five foot five, and they're an average. The average height of a UCLA basketball player is just over six foot six. So if you walk around China, Leangelo Ball, you stand out like a sore thumb. You're over a foot taller than everybody else, and you are shocking people. You stand out like a sore thumb. It's so stupid. If this is true, you're an idiot because everyone's watching you at all times. You're not only Lonzo Ball's younger brother, not only LeVar Ball's son, you're also a foot taller than everybody else around you. You stand out like a sore thumb. Now, if this is true, I do not think this is a reflection of the dad. This is not a reflection of LeVar Ball's parenting. This is a stupid thing kids do. I don't listen to my dad all the time. In fact, my dad tells me I talk about Washington State football often. I talk about the Cougars. I say Luke Fox isn't going to be a good NFL quarterback. Is Mike Leach going to leave? WSU isn't very good. I, I talk crap about my own football team. Not I don't talk crap. I'm objective. When they do good things, I talk about their good things. When they do things I don't agree with, I don't like, I'm critical of them. My dad says, Zach, you're an idiot. Stay away from talking about Cougar football. He's Zach, I, I love you. I want you to be successful. Do not in any way talk about WSU football. And you know what? I do it anyways because I try to be interesting. I like to talk about things that interest me. And WSU is really close to me. It's like me living in Boston, not talking about the Celtics. I feel a responsibility to talk about WSU football. But I disagree with my dad. I don't listen to my dad all the time. And kids do this. I, li- I go to college. I see all kinds of ridiculous and weird things in college. Things that you're like, oh, God, that happens? Yeah. Let me tell you, kids, especially freshmen, kids that are 18, 19, because I'm, I'm older now. I've, I, I don't look down on them, but I've, see, I've made their mistakes too. An 18-year-old freshman in college is finally away from their parents. They travel far away, and they do all kinds of crazy things they wouldn't normally do around their parents. Traveling, especially far away from your parents, makes you do things you wouldn't normally do. And Mellow Ball, a Jello Ball was with his friends in China, where his dad's not around, with his buddies. So I, I, I mean, if we're assuming it's true, it's really stupid, but it's not the worst thing ever. You know, it, eh, I mean, we do dumb things with our friends. But that was assuming it's true. We don't even know if this story is true. We know the story is true. We know, we know that Mellow Ball is being held. Sorry, Jello Ball. We know that Leangelo Ball is being held in China, but we don't know if he actually stole something from Louis Vuitton. Because there's some weirdness to this story. There are some inconsistencies and there are some things I don't follow, I don't agree with, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's fishy. I mean, we're not certain he even did it. He's being held on suspicion. The people in China, the authorities in China are suspicious that he committed the crime. We don't actually know that he did. I'm not here to talk about Chinese politics, but let me tell you one thing. China is not America. They have a different set of rules and a different way of going about things in China. So we don't know what happened. We honestly have way too little information to deduce what happened with 
Leangelo Ball. And there are some strange things. This is the strangest of all the things in this Leangelo Ball story. We still haven't heard from UCLA. There's been no UCLA. I can't find it anywhere. There's no UCLA press release. I certainly don't know what to make of that. Because you would think you're your most polarizing basketball player on your entire team. A freshman at your school gets arrested in China and held in China. You can't leave China. Can we talk about that? Why haven't we heard from the athletic director? Why hasn't the team made a statement? Why isn't there nothing on Twitter? But even if this is true, if this is your worst mistake, that's not that bad. This reminds me of Justin Bieber. You know, uh, my producer in LA this summer, he met Justin Bieber. So I worked in LA. It was fun. I worked on a film. It was amazing. My producer in LA hung out with Justin Bieber once and said Justin Bieber was a great guy. Really cool guy. Talked about Jesus, actually, which I'm not even religious, but he talked about God. It was really interesting, really cool. Um, I respect that. And then you think about what has Justin Bieber done in his life? Well, the worst thing I can think of Justin Bieber doing is driving, getting drunk and driving a car really fast. I know that's not great. I don't condone that at all. I don't condone shoplifting. But if that's the worst thing Justin Bieber has done, you drive cars really fast, drink a little bit, underage. I mean, look. Give me, give any 18-year-old, 19-year-old millions and millions of dollars and tons and tons of fame. If the worst thing you do is drive Ferraris really fast and get drunk, I'm okay with that. Because there are far worse things you could do in your life. So Justin Bieber seems like a good guy. If this is the worst thing LiAngelo Ball has ever done, I mean, look, I'm not condoning the thing. I'm not condoning shoplifting. Shoplifting is terrible. It's stupid. Some kids, it ruins their lives. I know people in high school that shoplifted all the time. They lost friends. They got caught. They got in trouble. Had to do community service. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Don't do that. But I can live with that. It's stupid. It's dumb. Don't do it. But if this is the worst thing he's done, I can live with shoplifting. I don't think that this is any kind of, uh, tarnish or nothing wrong with LeVar Ball's dad as a dad, his leadership as a dad, I don't think it's a reflection of that. I think it's just, if it's true, it's a dumb kid making a dumb mistake and he certainly won't do it again because he now realizes the entire public is looking at him. The entire world is looking at the Ball family and if you didn't know that before, you definitely know now. Okay. It's conspiracy theory time. I wish, you know, I don't know music. I wish I did. I just did that. I feel awkward about it. I'm going to move on. Here's my conspiracy theory involving college football. Georgia is ranked number one in the nation so that the Alabama-Georgia game gets bigger rankings. Because let's be honest, does anyone actually believe Georgia is a better football team than Alabama? No. Nobody in their right mind actually believes that. No, but what it does, if you put Alabama number two and Georgia number one, that's more interesting because now, oh, will Alabama be able to take their spot? Georgia, it just gives it, there's a better narrative there. If Alabama's number one and Georgia's number two, we expect that. We've seen that all the time. People get bored with success. That's why we forget about Drew Brees down in New Orleans. We forget how great Drew Brees is because he just does it every year. We get bored with Alabama because they do it every single year. How many years in a row have they been in the national championship? I don't actually know the answer. I think it's two or three. Regardless... But it seems like every year they're at least in the playoff or in the national championship. We get tired of Alabama. This is different. This is interesting. 
Ooh, Georgia's, Georgia's number one. Georgia, are they better than Alabama? No, they're not better than Alabama. But I think it's possible that the numbers are being manipulated to make this game more interesting. Because I don't think there's a way that Georgia and Alabama both make it into the college football playoff. Because why would you have them play, you know, in three weeks in the SEC championship game? And then in another three weeks, have them play again in the college football playoff. That makes no sense. That's a stupid decision. So to drum up hype and make the SEC championship even more interesting, let's put Georgia number one, Alabama number two. Bam, that is even more interesting. There's better narratives. And I appreciate this. If this is true, I mean, I don't normally mess with conspiracy theories. I think they're dumb. And I feel even kind of bad stooping to this level. But I was like, yeah, it's kind of fun and interesting. I respect this. If this is true... It's great storytelling. Makes me more interested in Alabama, Georgia. A lot of fun. I like that. So I think it's very possible that Georgia is number one in the nation to drum up interest and make us more curious when Georgia and Alabama play in the SEC championship game. Uh, Thursday night football is tomorrow. The Saints play the, the Seahawks play the Cardinals. I'm picking the Seahawks to win. I think the Seahawks are, they're not a Super Bowl favorite, but they're definitely a team that could win the Super Bowl. I think Seahawks will win their division. I think uh, Russell Wilson and that defense will ultimately take it to Jared Goff and the Rams. But it's a divisional game. You know, based on history, you know, on paper, it's not a good game. On paper, you'd say, oh, of course the Seahawks will beat the Cardinals. But it's a rivalry game. And historically, the Cardinals often play the Seahawks really well. So it's not a it's not a chalk it up as an easy win for the Seahawks because it's always competitive with Bruce Arians and the Cardinals. Here's what you should look for if you want to watch Thursday Night Football tomorrow night, which I will because it's the Seahawks. It's my local team. Watch for the Seahawks to show that they belong in the Super Bowl conversation. Watch for the Seahawks to go out and dominate on defense, hit people really hard, play good on offense, and show, look, we stomped the Cardinals, and we are here, and we belong here. I do not expect the Seahawks to come out and lay an egg, and I definitely don't expect the Seahawks to come out and be... Uh, passive-aggressive. They're going to come out and hit people in the mouth and say, look, we deserve to be here. Thursday Night Football could be interesting. I don't know. I'm not normally into Thursday Night Games. I don't think they've been very good this year, but I'm going to watch it because of the Seahawks. Can the Seahawks come out tomorrow and make a statement against the Arizona Cardinals? My name is Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports. Subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Again, I don't like to market the show. I, the only way I market the show is I share it on Facebook and Twitter at, with the people that follow me. I don't try to reach outward. I would like your help with that. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. If you're listening to the show and if you enjoy the show, if you like what I have to say, even if you don't, honestly, please help me. I really want to grow. I, I'm building an audience. We're building slower than I'd like, but we are building. It's really fun. We kind of um, kind of plateaued a little bit. We've, we're uh, solidly around. I'm not going to tell you the number, but I'm excited. And I want to keep growing. I want to grow even more. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Jack Schaumler. Thank you so much for listening. If you're here still, I really, really appreciate you listening. It means the world to me. I like it even more when people comment. My friend Jordan always sends me what he feels about the show. He's, he's not just a fan of mine. He's really, truly a friend. And I really appreciate when people engage with me and talk about sports with me because it makes me feel excited and I love having conversations. So Jordan, you're the best. If my TA Colin is listening, you're the best too. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for everything and have a great day, everybody.